Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen and friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. I'm your host, Mark. I'm filling in for Scott today. Scott is currently in a court hearing for driving his Virgin Islands Jeep illegally uh, for the past five years. So he cannot be here today for this recording of today's episode, which is episode 162. And it is being... <laughs> um, hopefully... You guys can tell that I'm, I might be, be being facetious uh, a little bit right right now, um, but but not about the Jeep. I literally did get away with driving it with Virgin Islands plates in California for uh, much longer than one would have anticipated. So, anyways, today is number one sixty two of the show, and it is being recorded from lovely little Italy, San Diego, and it is. Being recorded on on a Wednesday at three fifty four p.m. Now, I had initially planned up until about five minutes ago to give you a little bit of a background and tell you my origin story uh, for why I have felt so passionate lately about teaching the world of Zytokosten and personal knowledge management. And the thing that led me to what I believe is a major discovery that will help a lot of people. And I outlined and try to brainstorm my origin story. To the, and and it, it, it's a lot to try to actually create your own origin story for discovering something. It's hard to cut off, you know, what you should include, like how far back should you tell in terms of your background and your history and your desires for what led you on a journey to discovering something in the first place. And it's a very rough, rough draft. And I was just going through it right now, right before I hit the record button. And I've decided not to go through it right now with you. And the reason why is it's because it is a rough, rough, rough draft. It is an outline. And if I tried to go through it, I would end up having to explain and riff through so much of it that it would be a lot longer than, well, I think you deserve. And I think what you really deserve, because I care about you and I love you, and by the way, I've cracked open my window in Little Italy, and I'm now staring down at a somewhat tanned, beautiful breast assist woman texting away on her phone and getting distracted. And so as you can tell by that little, I don't know even what you even call this thing. I don't know, a, uh, 
I, I can't keep looking over there. God dang it. I just want some freaking light in my room. And every time I crack open a window because I'm looking over a freaking pool in a spa in a overpriced, classy building in San Diego, I see freaking beautiful woman. And I cannot record a podcast like this. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, both literally and metaphysically. And I'm going to be staring at the wall and also get into the major discovery and story that, well, I've decided to share with you today. You see, I didn't want to go through the outline, the rough outline of my origin story. It would just take too long. So what I did decide to do, just in case I wanted to share it with you, was I decided to bring home something that I discovered and found very, very interesting in my research on uh, Zettelkasten, which is essentially a an analog method of recording notes and your own thoughts and how to link them and organize them, okay? And I'm not going to get into the full definition of Zettelkasten or even a full breakdown and backstory because that shall be saved for my lovely and wonderful subscribers of my monthly publication that is currently goes by the working title of the Scott Shepper letter. And also it's not available to purchase yet because I'm still perfecting it. And well, I'm in this thing for the long run, so I'm not rushed. So stay tuned for that. So anyways, without further ado, I'm going to go into the the notes that I pulled instead, which I think are very, very interesting, and they relate to the Zettelkasten, the Zettelkasten, which people, like I've discussed yesterday, have tried to teach others about, but have, in my opinion, failed quite miserably in the most critical areas. And one of those areas, and by the way, I'm, I'm starting now to go through my notes so you don't have to wait this is no longer a prelude we're we're getting straight into business these days ladies and gentlemen so one of the things that i have seen others miss when they're trying to describe and explain what zydelkosten is is the following you see to lumen zydelkosten was not a tool it was not a notebox it was not like a software application it was not like Obsidian, or it was not like Evernote, okay? It was not even a workflow. It was not even a method. It was not even principles. What was it? It was a person. And stay with me here. And it's kind of like in Japanese cultures, there's the concept of an animist, and which is actually quite interesting because as we're entering the robot revolution era, we are kind of squeamish about the concept of there being robots and us ascribing feelings to something that is, you know, robotic or something, right? Well, in, in Japanese culture, they've actually been very comfortable with that, and they've been doing it for years. And it's, you can probably remember and recall it from your own life when you've purchased or had one of those like Tamagotchi toys, Back in the day when you were a kid, where you just essentially feed an animal some digits on this little contraption device keychain thing, or in my case, if you just neglect it and 
watch it die and joke with your friends about it at school over lunch? Well, you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, to Lumen, it was literally a person. You see, he invented, Lumen invented systems theory, and or he was a very, very large influence in, in it, at least, like one of the, the major three people that, that pioneered it and popularized it. And he definitely created it and applied it to sociology and the social sciences for the first time. And he says that he considers both himself and his Zeitelkasten as systems and seems to joke that no one will be surprised by this. Yet he goes on to explicitly say that systems theory is not his choice to begin explaining what Zeitelkasten is. Rather, he chooses communication theory, which he's gone deeply into and studied. So he doesn't see it as a system wherein it's some knowledge management system or knowledge database system. He sees it as a system, just like a person is a system. You know, we're, we're people can be broken up into, you know, we have two major uh, nervous systems, I believe, or whatever. There's like the central nervous system and the, I think it's the ENS, in ENS, which is part of your, your gut and digestion ENS. Let me just search this. In a system, okay? Yeah, an enteric nervous system. So, you know how humans are can be considered a system as well. And so, when he is referring to the Zeitelkasten, he's referring to it as if it's a, a person, that type of system. And if you're going to create something valuable, it requires a ton of sophisticated thoughts and connections, right? Like, for instance, when I just outlined that the animist, for instance, is something wherein, you know, Japanese cultures, you know, ascribe and declare that a a, a non-organic thing is, is a person, right? And how I've related that to also the central nervous system and ENS, right? Those are way different connections up, up across different disciplinary fields. Like I picked up that animist uh, thought, right? Through reading the book in 2017 called Industries of the Future, as well as a book at the same exact time by Kevin Kelly, the creator of Wired Magazine, called The Inevitable, like the inevitabilities about the future, right? So that required a connection to be made, okay? And with the ENS and our central nervous system, that connection was actually picked up fairly recently through reading a book by a guy named Jim Quick, who wrote a book about, well about the brain and thinking better. And I read that one more recently. However, I also had a conversation this past Sunday with someone talking about the central nervous system and ENS, okay? So those types of of thoughts require a lot of random, sophisticated connections and different times and place and settings, right? And 
this type of thinking and going through this type of thinking, the way and the reason that I am able to memorize it and remember those things is because I wrote it down. I wrote them down by hand. And I didn't write it down word for word, right? I wrote down the concept and then also my thoughts about the concept. And you see, the hardest part when you're actually sitting down to write a book is the actual writing, is the thinking part, right? It's how to connect it all together. And it's useful then to transform your thoughts into something that will grow and evolve forever. Something that can not just live in a book or, or in that certain time period, but something that can essentially live in a small capsule that has a unique ID that is not tied to the idea because you're never going to, it doesn't matter what the concept is because there are so many different interpretations and disambiguations within certain terms in the concept. Okay. You see, the reason why it's important that I'm even sharing this with you, that why I'm even talking about it is that one of the greatest benefits of communication is that each partner can mutually surprise the other person with an unexpected insight. And we see this a lot. For instance, if you've been in the workplace, and even I, I'm a person that generally likes to work alone. However, in the recent years when I was working with one of my business partners, he had such a profound way of looking at the world and thinking. And it wasn't that it was profound in terms of how stellar and how smart he was. It was profound in how in depth he had thought things through and how it challenged and was different from the lens in which you saw the world. And in working together, in communicating with our minds together, right, we mutually surprised one another with unexpected insight. And this happens through communication. This is what Lumen professes as the most important and the critical piece of why the Zytokostin is important. And this also stems from, and this is what Lumen did is if you've ever sat down and read something for an hour or even two hours, the same exact thing happens. You are essentially having a conversation when you read a book. You're having a conversation with it and its author, but you're also having a conversation between its ideas and your own thoughts and expressing and creating new connections, new ways of thinking. And it stems from that source, the book. And it's important to capture that thought when your mind collides with the mind of the book and the author. And much of the time, it's not even that the author has said something that you've recently thought about. No, it's that he said something that's related, or there's a certain word that you've come across, or a certain idea that you've come across that you've been holding on to for a while, and it just lights on something in you in which 
you just feel compelled to have a, a new idea. And a lot of the times it sucks because when you have those ideas and in that specific moment, and even if you're a copywriter, Gary Halber has talked about this and he calls it the suck, meaning doing this is a deliberate practice, right? The most important thing is that thought. Yet for some reason, many of us have not thought about how to capture the thoughts and evolve them and ensure that, well, if it doesn't get applied, I don't know, in the next month, then is there a way or is there a method to which 10, 20, even 30 years later, that very thought can be something that you use in in work in a work uh, in a work written piece in life in whatever right and so what I've discovered recently and this is what I'll be getting at in my my origin story is that I finally found a way to actually do that and I found the system that does that and that is what Lumen has found as well. Now, unfortunately, it is taught improperly and it's taught in the wrong way. And I believe that I've stumbled upon the right way of how to do it. And the reason is, is because I continually went back and I went to the source and I tried it and I tested it and I tested out every other method that I learned. And just to be sure, before I actually publish anything, I am going to go through the other methods. There's about two to three other methods, or, or actually, there's really only one other method, because I looked into the other one yesterday. And I want to test out everything, every avenue, just to be sure that I've tested it out. And so... Anyways, that is a little snippet today of the thing that I have been obsessed with lately. And I have more here, and I have diagrams here that will make understanding this and how profound it is a lot more clear. However, that is best left for an upcoming issue of the monthly Scott Shepard letter and or the book that I write on this, which I'll probably be doing both. And so that's really all I want to share with you today, because I feel like if I go too deep and go too long, well, you're going to get more lost than you probably already are. Anyways, I must part now and go and continue to work and develop this. And soon I shall be teaching it to a guinea pig and... That means I will soon be able to teach it even more effectively to all of you. And so that concludes today's episode, which is number 162. And I must part, as always, with this sage, sagacious, shrewd, deep, and profound, deft piece of wisdom, which is this. To always remember to stay crispy, my friends. Scott Shepard, signing off, Wednesday, 4.12 p.m.
Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do. All right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.